The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, good evening, everybody. Eric Franson with you on a Thursday. It's your fall break for your kids. I guess they don't call it UEA weekend anymore. Somebody schooled me on that earlier today. Uh, there's no more, no more UEA. Uh, I guess they would do a, um, what'd you call it, convention? Uh, but so they've just called it a fall break. So many people had uh, worked it into their their plans to always have this this break various different reasons in October and it just became just uh, so standard and so automatic that when they even canceled UEA convention, I said, ah, we still need the break. So for some, a lot of kids uh, out of school. So hopefully you're having fun, enjoying it. The warm before the storm today, uh, we do have a storm coming through that will affect some things this weekend in sports. So Utah State football is going to be hosting University of Nevada, Reno, Saturday night, 8.15 kickoff. And there's a chance that there's going to be, well, about a 70% chance there'll be some some storms coming through on Saturday. Um, but the slight chance of rain and snow before noon and then turning to rain, um, it's going to be a bit breezy, but uh, 80% chance of precipitation. Uh, and then that uh, starts, it stays raining into uh, into the night and with the chance of turning into snow overnight. Um, so expect it to be wet Saturday night. There's a 90% chance Saturday night that there will be some chance, some form of precipitation. So uh, precipitation, excuse me, not precipitation, it's precipitation. Anyway, uh, so be, be prepared for that. Be planning ahead. But uh, Utah State football has this deal. If you go and buy some adult tickets, uh, your kids can get in for free. And it's not one or two, it's how many ever kids you have. So it's a great opportunity to bring your family to uh, support the Aggies and to watch a football game. If it's been a challenge to bring your whole family before, because it can be expensive if you bring your whole crew, if you've, especially if you've got a big family. So they're doing some uh, a cool promotion to accommodate that. Uh, and they, they want bodies in the stadium. I think this is going to be a really important football game. For Utah State, this is Nevada team has been inconsistent, but they've been kind of tricky, uh, kind of uh, hard to figure out uh, to some degree. But that means they can also be dangerous. Great column. This uh, it's just been put together and posted today by Daniel Hansen on Cash Valley Daily. Nevada is the next step in Utah State's contention for Mountain West title. Go check that out. Um, and looking at uh, soon the step back and look at what's going on with the Mountain West. And where Utah State kind of fits into that, um, but also give more a little more detail about something that we've talked about: how Nevada has struggled to find who their quarterback is. Did they really find their guy last week? Uh, Malik Henry, his first career start, um, threw for 240 yards, but he also threw um, uh, some. Excuse me, 353 yards, uh, but he also threw uh, some interceptions. So. Uh, Utah State defense, I think they're going to have some opportunity to get to him. That offensive line for Nevada 
not particularly their strength. Neither is their secondary. So I think the Utah State defense could have uh, a pretty good day uh, on Saturday night. On the flip side, right? How does USU secondary match up uh, and uh, try to maybe get some takeaways? How does that Utah State defensive front, um, uh, you know, do some things? Uh, how does uh, or how does the Utah State offense go up against their uh, really good run defense? Uh, Nevada's got some some uh, pass rushers that they are in there. They've got some pretty decent uh, linebackers that make things go for them. So anyway, go check out the uh, the column uh, today by Daniel Hansen. Um, give yourself some time to go through all of it. It's on Cash Valley Daily. It's titled, Nevada is the next step in Utah State's contention for Mountain West titles. Go check that out. We'll continue to break things down and hear a little bit more uh, and give some of our thoughts and predictions tomorrow about what we might think uh, could happen Saturday night. Give some of our keys, some of the things that we, we feel really need to happen for Utah State to to be able to wrap this thing up uh, against the Wolfpack. But, uh, so anyway, stay tuned for that. We'll continue to do that. We'll also have this week in the Mountain West coming up tomorrow, a look back at what happened the week prior, but also what's on the schedule for the weekend throughout the Mountain West Conference. It's always, uh, and, and they always do a nice job there with uh, putting that together with Nate Kreckman. Uh, but uh, tonight, a couple different things on the line. And uh, that is looking at what's happening in the American League Championship Series. The Houston Astros are at the uh, New York Yankees tonight. There was supposed to be a game last night. Because of weather, it got postponed and got moved over to tonight. And because of that, that's kind of affecting how things might look down the line here. There's now there's no travel day. There's no break here. There's, so there's a potential for four games in four nights. And because of that, I think that that seems to favor Houston a little bit more with their bullpen and, and their depth with the type of aces now that they have on the mound. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens tonight. The game will start uh, at about 6 o'clock, just a little bit after 6 o'clock tonight on FS1, uh, Astros at the Yankees. Houston leads the series 2-1, to one. so game four tonight in New York. Yankees trying to even the series uh, Astros trying to take a commanding three to one lead in this game. Uh, five will be tomorrow. That'll be at five o'clock on FS1. Because of that, there was supposed to be a college football game shown there, and said that got bumped off. It'll be on the Big Ten Network. But uh, then game six will be Saturday if necessary, and that shifts back to Houston, and that'll be six o'clock on FS1. And then Game 7, also, uh, if necessary, in Houston, that'll be at 5.30 on, uh, on Sunday. I don't, I don't think that it goes 7. Uh, I think it could go 6. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens here uh, with this series. There's been a lot of talk about uh, tipping pitches or um, giving signs. Uh, there's been uh, some... Cases where uh, people are getting pretty excited about all of this, uh, whether it's really happening or not. Uh, A.J. Hinch um, just calls it a, a joke, um, but uh, that he doesn't really think that there's anything going on there. Um, but uh, anyway, those those are 
some of the things that people are going to be definitely keeping an eye on is that has become one of the issues here in the postseason in Major League Baseball about uh, uh, tipping pitches and what's happening and uh, you know, stealing signs, so to speak, so that the uh, the batters have a little bit of an edge what may be coming their way. So anyway, we'll see what happens, what comes of that tonight in the Major League Baseball American League Championship Series. Uh, the Utah Jazz, they had their last preseason game before they get ready for the regular season, which uh, begins next week. It, uh, the regular season begins on October 23rd. Jazz host Oklahoma City. Uh, and uh, so it, it's, uh, it's a 7 o'clock tip-off uh, in Salt Lake against Oklahoma City Thunder. The new look Thunder. No Paul George. Uh, no, um, <laughs> all of a sudden his name has skipped my mind. Uh, the point guard, oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so, but they do have Chris Paul, so there's the new look there. They still have Steven Adams. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's going to be an interesting matchup for the Utah Jazz. But they haven't really looked particularly great here in the preseason. Their one win was against that team from Australia, the 36ers. They've given up a lot of points in all of their games. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich hasn't really seemed to fit in quite yet. Their so their their defense hasn't quite uh, hit its stride uh, and been able to be what we kind of expect from a Utah Jazz team. But I think one of the biggest questions is about this defense. Um, if if you look at just the games where Jazz played uh, against other NBA teams, they allowed. 100 and, almost 121 points a game. Um, they didn't hold anybody to less than 126 points. Their defensive rating was not good at all. So, um, uh, so I mean, well, they, uh, yeah, the teams were able to score on them a lot, and that happened again last night with the Portland Trailblazers. So the Jazz, without Derek Favors, without Jay Crowder, who two guys who were kind of uh, blue-collar guys that sometimes didn't get noticed for all the things that they did on the court. Um, the Jazz, how much did they miss not having those guys specifically? Uh, and so I think that this team added offensive firepower, but did they kind of replace what they had defensively with some of the new players? Or are they going to take a step down a little bit? For me, I don't know that I'm necessarily... In freakout mode, yet preseason is preseason. Guys and players, coaches, they, they work sometimes, they work on specific things that doesn't matter what the situation is, doesn't matter what the score is. They just really want to work on certain sets or the, the play is going to go to this guy on this part of the floor and we're going to see how that works. We're going to keep working on it because we want to see how he looks in that situation. I think we kind of saw that earlier on in the game last night. Rudy Gobert took a lot of early shots and a little uncharacteristic how much he would put shots up. So I don't think you can take a lot from a preseason. Uh, I think there are some things that you do need to be, I think Jazz fans do need to be a little bit concerned about, but I don't know that it's necessarily the end of the world here that the Jazz went 1-4 and and then that one win was against uh, a team from Australia. Um, but I think a few things that we can see is, like last night, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly looked good playing beside each other. 
Uh, both of them were able to provide offense uh, in spurts. They both looked good how they played off of each other. Um, but uh, the, the big question is Boyan Bogdanovich finding his stroke. You know, here's a guy that, uh, you know, Quinn Snyder, after the game, talking about Boyan, says that uh, here's a guy who, uh, for the first time in a long time, didn't have the advantage of playing a lot of basketball in the offseason. Uh, his quote is, this is the first summer he hasn't played the whole summer with his national team, and then he's in a new environment. I thought the game was easier for him earlier in the preseason, and he'll get back to being more instinctive and making reads. I'm not worried about Boyan. He'll find his rhythm, and like the rest of us, just keep investing and defending, and let that be the way we value ourselves. Now, Boyan himself, a little bit critical of how he's been playing, and some of the comments that... Uh, he made after the game um, last night was mostly he thinking that he just needs to work on um, his rebounding. And he says he just needs to stay aggressive. He said, I got to be more productive on the boards. I've got to be more productive with the ball. I've got to play without any hesitation, whether I score or not. And so he really felt like uh, for him, crashing the boards and doing a better job there would help get him more into a rhythm. So, um, still, I mean, your guy that you uh, spent some money on, not a ton, but you spent some money on Boyan Bogdanovich to come join your team. He only gave you, he went 0 for 9 uh, overall, 0 for 5 from three-point line, uh, only had one assist, didn't have any rebounds, no steals, no blocks. So uh, that will come. I'm... I'm confident that will come for Boyan Bogdanovich and the Utah Jazz. I'm not necessarily really that much into a freakout mode. Are there concerns? Yeah. Uh, when you allow the, the Trailblazers to go hit 12 of their first 15 shots, that's never really a good thing to uh, let your opponents and those guards, those dynamic guards, get that confidence early and start hitting. So uh, I don't... I'm not necessarily freaking out, but there are some concerns. But I think that as they get into the regular season, as the the rhythm of what's on the line, as they start to dial it in when games matter, this team will figure it out. Uh, we just had a guest just pop into the studio. Uh, John Russell, Full Court Press alum. He uh, helps us out with the... Uh, Utah State Aggie basketball post games, KVNU Aggie call. Certainly a, a basketball aficionado. Ooh, I like that. John, uh, thanks for coming in and stopping by, John. Well, you were you were sounding. I, I got the vibe from you that hey, come on in. Here I am. <laughs> you heard the siren call. Actually, I heard there were donuts in the break room. Uh, there have been reason. donuts in the break room today. Now, have you been paying attention to the Utah Jazz in the postseason? And do you have any? Concerns about how they're just one in four so far, or is it much ado about nothing? Well, it's not much ado about nothing, but you were right when you said it is the preseason. And and I think everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. I think one thing the Jazz, uh, the jazz fans have to realize, and it, it, again, goes back to what you said, uh, a lot of excitement with Conley and, and Bogdanovich and you know all the changes that were made. But you got guys that need to figure each other out. I mean, they they know each other from playing against each other. Connolly, you know, he knows from scouting 
hey, Mitchell likes to do this or, you know, that, or, you know, try and keep Rudy from doing this, blah, blah, blah. They know that, but to actually get on the same team and to have to try and figure that out on the court as the guy that's now trying to get those guys to do those things. All of a sudden, he wants Rudy set more picks, a little more pick-and-roll action going on there. He wants to make sure that, that Donovan can get set up where he needs to be, that uh, Ingles is getting the shot where he wants it to be. And I think it's going to take a little time. With all the teams that are changing, you know, you you know. by the way, it's Russell Westbrook. Oh, thank you. There you go. Total brain cramp there. <laughs> see his face. Well, we've you can see his number on his jersey. No, I just we, couldn't see the reverse side and see his last name. <laughs> we try to forget that oh, guy. Oh, my gosh, yes. But, but yeah, it, I think you're going to see a lot of teams take some ugly losses early in the season just because all of a sudden, uh, well, the whole Houston thing, I'm, I'm really curious to see how that plays out. But I think the Clippers, you know, with all the changes that they made with, with Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard uh, and a great foundation that they had as a team, there's going to be a night where they're going to get out and, and literally will have a play where, you know, George will pass it to, to Kawhi thinking he's in one place and he's not even close. And he'll just go into the stands and Balmer and get it and start screaming and doing what he does best. But... <laughs> But I think that, yeah, is is it much to do about nothing? No. Am I overly concerned? I'm with you. I'm, I'm not. I think Jazz fans need to prepare. There's going to be an ugly loss or two at the beginning of the year just because they don't know. Well, I, I think that um, I think the Jazz offensively will be able to hang with a lot of teams. Uh, because even if Boyan is a little bit slow to start getting back into his rhythm, they still have Joe Ingles. They still have Royce O'Neal, Jeff Green, Ed Davis. These are guys that can score. Uh, especially Jeff Green, when you when you need him, he can produce points for you. So I think there are guys that can do that. Um, but I think what the the concern is, what do they do defensively? You know, uh, can they be the the defensive team that we've known and enjoyed about the Utah Jazz? Uh, and I agree with you. I think it's about uh, it, it may take some time to synchronize with each other, understand what Quinn Snyder's wanting them to do, where they're supposed to be, how you funnel the the defense to Rudy. You know, there's some guys maybe that um, were on some teams that didn't have a big defensive stopper like they yeah. <laughs> enjoy right now in a Utah Jazz uniform. So it, it's, it's going to take some time, just a handful of games in preseason when you're not playing a full slate, you're not going full tilt. It It, it doesn't materialize right away. Well, unfortunately, I think a lot of people, you know, are watching ESPN and watching, you know, plays going on. And if you watched, I'm I'm already tired of the the Laker bandwagon situation going on. It just, oh my gosh, uh, it's disgusting. But yeah, you they're they're trying to figure things out. And think of a lot of jazz players have struggled. I don't know if struggles the right word, but it's taken them a while to kind of get into the swing of things with with Coach Schneider. And, and I don't see that being any different. You brought up a good point, though, just a second ago. You talked, and I know that's hard with AJ not here getting a compliment. Yeah, those, these are I, rare. I, I hear. So just enjoy it. These days. Uh, <laughs> doesn't happen. But the guys that you mentioned, Davis, Green, Conley, uh, these are all veterans. And that's another thing is yeah, even Moutier. Exactly. So these are not guys that are sitting there going, "Oh, I got to get out in preseason and, and score forty and fifteen boards." And then they know there's eighty two games to go here, 
and they they know that they know how to pace themselves. They're not going to put it all on the court for those for those early games. Uh, I really like the roster, and, and I like the way it's played out and the experience. Um, I stand by my point. I think there's going to be a couple of rough, rough nights, but you've got guys that have been here before. This isn't their first rodeo. They yeah. know how it works, uh, and and they they know how to be coached. I think that's the other thing that the the great thing that the Jazz organization has done is there were guys out there that I bet they could have signed, but they recognized management being this guy may not be real receptive to coaching. This guy may not be a guy that fits in our system. You look at the guys that are here, and um, the, these are these are the ultimate professionals. They they know what it's about. Interesting comment from Quinn Snyder after the game last night that kind of caught me by surprise, and I'm not sure exactly how to interpret it. And he was talking a little bit about um, Boyan Bogdanovich and needing to keep working at things. But uh, in general, he says, we've got some adversity in the preseason, which is unusual. But that's what it is, and in a sense, that's good. You get a chance to get a very honest, transparent look at where we are. We don't want to be where we are. We want to be better. So what adversity have the Jazz (laughs) been facing here in the preseason? Is this something in the locker room? Is it just, just it's been difficult to mesh all of these talents together they just not come together as quickly as perhaps he would have hoped or there's some personality issues that he's having to deal with early on well everything that we talked about professionalism guys that have been around the league they get it it's the old saying also you can't teach new dogs uh, old dogs new tricks so are there some things that are being brought into the locker room that maybe maybe they didn't expect that that's hard to say i think that um I think when you look at Coach Schneider and what he does and, and what he teaches and preaches and emphasizes is defense. And I've got a feeling he's kind of jumped on some guys going, hey, that's not the way it's played here. You need to get out there and do it. And and some guys have never had to really do that, have never really had to worry about it. You know, they, they go out there, put their 15-20 up, and, uh, you know, if they get a win, that's a good day. Uh, the guy you were guarding may have lit you up for 35, but hey, we got the win. I got my 20. Life is good. So, and and we've seen that. How many times has have we seen guys sat down? Jay Crowder. I mean, everybody loves him, but don't forget he kind of struggled when he got here first as well. I mean, quite yeah. the professional, but he he had a hard time acclimating, and it just took some time. Right. So. It, it will and. I think that's one thing that I have to keep in mind, and I think a lot of other Jazz fans need to keep in mind, is that this team, don't. I don't think we should really pass a lot of judgment on them for the first month, maybe even for the first yeah. two months, because it just takes time to get in that rhythm, to acclimate to your new surroundings, to your new teammates, to what the coaches are trying to do. Uh, I, I saw one media member earlier today saying, I'm not going to make my judgments about this Jazz team until mid-January. Thought, wow. well, that's taking it a little mm-hmm. while. But I kind of see where he's coming from. Uh, at the same time, I think you you know some things about a team after t- at least two months yeah. of playing ball. But uh, I think the first first go here, I mean, they faced the Lakers. They faced the Clippers twice uh, early on. Now, Paul George is likely to miss those two games for the Clippers. 
Um, but still, I mean, you, there's some tough teams. Sacramento Kings look like they're a really good team. You play them twice here early on. They're a surprise team that you have to watch out for. So they're going to be tested early. And and the downside is being in the Western Conference. You you can't take too long to to get into the flow. Uh, the Eastern Conference, you, you probably got a little bit more time. Western Conference, you looked at all those teams you mentioned and, and their teams – you know what? What's going to happen at Houston? Are Westbrook and Harden going to be able to get things together? Um, I look at. I got to give a shout out to my Washington Nationals going to the World Series. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, of course you do. But how Good I, for them? Yes, indeed. And and I may have to mention this again in a second. <laughs> but but you look at that situation and that they were so focused on signing Bryce Harper. We got to get Bryce Harper. He is he is the straw that stirs the drink. He is the face of Washington, blah, 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 blah. And he left, and I think all of a sudden everybody else on the on the field realized, oh, man, I got to well, I gotta step this up. How's this going to work without Bryce? I wonder about – I wouldn't look past Oklahoma City. You know, the fact that really it, it was Westbrook. That was his team in every capacity. And sometimes Are, to the detriment of the team. Exactly. Right. Are they going to be able to turn things around and go – Whoa, okay, now, you know, Steven Adams is gonna say, Well, a little more more load on me to get rebounds. Uh maybe I need to score a little more. You go through their lineup and you know, are people gonna step up? Are they gonna sneak up on somebody? San Antonio with Popovich, you can never look past him. Denver's strong. Uh, you know, the, you can list, you know, a good ten teams in the West that that will be fighting for a playoff spot. So the Jazz can't sit back. Yeah, they've got some time to kind of get things going. And I'm with you. I'm not, you know, if they lose their first game out, I'm not going to be the guy going, up. Ah, that's it. They're tanking. Season's <laughs> over. Number one pick. You know, I, I'll, I'll give them a little bit of time. But not being in the West, you can't, you can't sit back too long. No. So for me, uh, Bogdanovich had to assume a larger role with the Pacers last year after Victor Oladipo got hurt. Mm-hmm. And he assumed that role really nicely. I mean, he really blossomed. Now he's coming into a situation where he used that to get, sign a nice free agent contract, but now he's coming to a situation where he's not the prime guy. He may be the third option, or maybe, maybe some games the fourth. The fourth. Yeah. And so I think that's a bit of an adjustment for him. Uh, but I think he'll get there. I, I, from what I know about Boyan Bogdanovich, which isn't a ton. But from what I know about him, he seems like he's got a good head, a smart basketball player, uh, and uh, somebody who's going to be a, a good part of the team. Yeah. So it's going to take a little bit of time uh, adjusting the lineup. Who's your sixth man? Does Joe Ingles now come off the bench? Is he your primary first guy off? Uh, or is it Royce O'Neal? Uh, um, so playing with that, not having Derek Favors in the post with the versatility that he could provide as backing up Rudy or playing alongside Rudy. So it's going to take some time for not just the players, but the coaches yeah. to figure out. We These are two big guys, literally figuratively, <laughs> that we had, and now they're not there. And so how do these new pieces fit into it? And not necessarily fitting a round peg into a round hole that's exact fit for what used to be there. Sometimes you have to refashion the hole because of what you have in hand is different. And so how does that now affect everything else? Well, that's that's the sign of the great coach. You know, I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. The great coach is not going to say, we run this offense 
and you're going to have to run it. The great coach is going to sit back, and he's going to say, you know what, in years past, we've been able to do this. We've had Rudy. We've had all these defensive stoppers. Um, so we, that's the game that we've played. Now I think Coach Snyder's going to have to sit back and look what he's got and, and, and how he's going to manipulate uh, each player to do what he wants to do. I, I think the days of Jazz defense being defensive, dominate, dominating defensively, uh, are I don't want to say they're over because they're still a very good defensive team. As long as you have Rudy Gobert on your team, you'll be a good defensive team. You're pretty team. good. But, um, yeah, you know, with Favors and Crowder leaving and, and bringing on guys that are more offense, offensively oriented, it's going to change things, and, and, you know, we'll see what Coach Schneider does. We'll find out what the rest of the uh, general managers around the league think about the Utah Jazz. Interesting survey that came out and was revealed today uh, about players, about teams, about coaches. Pretty interesting see what they have to say. Uh, there's also some news about Utah State basketball that was announced mm-hmm. today. Uh, this uh, new uh, arrangement, scheduling arrangement with with uh, this other conference, the Atlantic 10, that's announced now who the Utah State will uh, play next year. And they've also announced the, the start times for some of these big tournament, uh, preseason tournament games that USU men's basketball team will be uh, participating in this year. So all that's coming up next right here on the Full Court Press. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. The Oakland Raiders hit the road again as they take on the Green Bay Packers. Hi, this is Tim Gates. Join Brent Musburger, Lincoln Kennedy, and Chris Townsend for all the action. After a win in London against the Chicago Bears, the Raiders had their bye week. Now they're back at it as they head to Green Bay to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau Field. It's the Oakland Raiders and the Green Bay Packers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Who Hot, Who's Hot student-athlete. Allie McCune from Skyview High School is this week's Who Hot, Who's Hot student-athlete. Allie is a junior on the volleyball team at Skyview and was a crucial part to Skyview's 4A title last year. Allie is an all-around player who can pass, serve, and lead and is confident the Bobcats will defend their title this year. Which is why, Hallie McCune, you are this week's Who Hot student-athlete. This Monday, take the kids to Who Hot because kids eat free. That's every Monday at Logan Who Hot only. Imagine a blanket that could give you the same benefits as a full body hug. A blanket that will help you relax and sleep better. I'm Jason from Utah Mattress Outlet, and we sell a weighted blanket that does just that. The true blanket. If you have effects of anxiety, depression, sleep disorders, hormonal imbalances, PTSD, autism, or if you're just plain stressed out, this blanket, the true blanket, is highly recommended by medical professionals. Come in the store and let us show you this amazing blanket. The true blanket is here at Utah Mattress Outlet, 880 South Main Street. Jay Broadbent here with Alpine Home Medical. The seasons are changing and the cooler air is rolling in. From now until the end of the year, let us help you stay warm with a free Minky Couture blanket when you purchase any lift chair from one of our nine locations. Our lift chairs will get you from sitting to safely standing with the push of a button. If you or a loved one is in need of some serious comfort, we have the solution. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. 
This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. We're a community bank, and Cash Valley is important to us. That's why we continue to invest in downtown Logan with new expansion. Our mortgage department is moving into a newly remodeled bank building just north of the Tabernacle. We are also remodeling the historic Thatcher Bank building at Center and Main, and we have a very experienced lending team there. With our new Hiram and Smithfield branches, it's now more convenient than ever to bank with us. Growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, special guest John Russell in studio. Hey, you've heard some of the... Uh, the these ads that we've been airing just the last few days, uh, Harlem Globetrotters, they're coming to town. Ooh. In fact, they're coming to Cache Valley, and they're going to be playing and having fun at Ridgeline High School, actually. Nice. But it'll be on Friday night, November 8th, so put it on your calendars, a couple weeks away. But uh, the fan, we've got a chance for your son or daughter to be an honorary junior Globetrotter ball kid. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, they, they watch the game from the bench with the Globetrotters. They get free tickets, autographs for the whole family. Uh, you get a Globetrotters shirt and commemorative basketball. That's <laughs> pretty sweet, right? So if you want, uh, if you, if you got somebody that would be who would love to be an honorary junior Globetrotter ball kid, and all the cool stuff that goes with it, on November eighth, just go to our website 1069thefan.com. And we've got the details there. You'll see the the, the banner, the the graphics. You'll see it. That's where you should go. Uh, if you want to get tickets, you can get tickets now at TicketWeb.com. And uh, there is a promo code to help you save some money on this. So for our listeners, you can save five bucks if you use the promo code Save Five. Save with the number five. So that's the uh, Harlem Globetrotters are coming to town November eighth. And uh, they'll be having fun at the Ridgeline High School. So, so I got a couple cool. questions. How old do you have to be to, kid, to be a kid? Because I, <laughs> I want that deal. That's, <laughs> to be considered a junior am ball I, kid? Am I a little, little beyond that age? Uh, fair question. You know, think, lots of jokes I could throw out close. about Ajay right now. I think but you're close. I, I'm going to let those go because <laughs> he's not here. Well, did you hear about my pick six prize that I got for him this week? <laughs> no. It was a little... Uh, helicopter thing you push the button and the it spins and it lights up <laughs> there's little candies inside uh-huh yeah. told them i got it for him because he, he was childlike he didn't seem to <laughs> he's finally reached he the maturity like that. level that he could handle that kind of technology he was like very pleased with uh he thought it was he could use it as a fan until i told him why i got it for him <laughs> have you ever gone have you ever seen the globe trotters yes multiple times it is it is a blast and i've i've seen them twice and I saw them once when I was just a wee little lad, probably 10, 12. And then I saw them again when I was about 25. I had as much fun when I was 25 as I did when I was 12. It, they are a blast. If you've not seen them, check them out. If you've seen them, go back and see them again. I remember when I was a kid, Harlem Globetrotters was like the big deal. Oh, yeah. right? I mean, they would appear on my Saturday morning cartoons with uh, Scooby Doo, and they'd be—you'd see them all over the place. They had these big personalities, 
And it was a really big deal to go see the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, and a little bit older, uh, I went and saw them. I think they were at the D Event Center one year down in Ogden. We went down to see them. Uh, I think they've, they've come up to the Spectrum a few times before. Uh, it's been a long time since I've uh, seen them, but it's entertaining. It's fun uh, to see. Sometimes you get spoiled now with some of the athletic ability you see in the game, real game that's played at the collegiate or in the NBA level. Um, but uh, these guys still are pretty amazing athletes and do some pretty fun stunts themselves yeah. in their own right. A lot of fun, and you'll 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 leave with uh, your side hurting a little bit from laughing so much. Yes, so that's cool. It's coming up November eighth. Uh, details about how to get tickets or how to register your your kid to be an honorary junior globetrotter ball kid all on our website, 1069thefan.com. Uh, so, John, this um, <laughs> this uh, NBA general managers had their survey uh, that they put together and they, uh, they're, they're quizzed. They can uh, answer honestly because it's anonymous. Names are not published. But uh, general managers uh, give their responses. They've been doing this now for 18 years. Wow. On NBA.com. And that's where you can find the, uh, the, the full sur- uh, survey results. You see some publications just pick and choose what they want to share. But it's kind of interesting. I'm not going to go through all of it. But there are a few things where jazz players or jazz uh, coaches kind of showed up on it. But for them, from the GMs, their point of view, which team do you think will win the 2020 NBA Finals? Clippers get 46% of the vote. Bucks got 36%. And the Lakers, the final 11%. Uh, Golden State and Portland also received votes. Wow. I Honestly, I am shocked to see that Golden State got a vote. Considering the injuries that they've suffered and players they've, that have lost left the program, true. Um, but you know, Thompson will be back, um, and and they've got a, a nice little nucleus. I'm surprised Portland's on there. Based on you know, I it's funny we were just talking about all the teams in the West. You got to be careful. I didn't bring them up. Yes, so Very dangerous uh, team. And I'm surprised that the Jazz didn't get even a sniff. Well, here's what else is interesting. They ranked the top four teams in the Western Conference, and then based on that, they go one through eight. Uh, the Clippers were number one, 34% uh, overall. Denver, number two, at 18%. Lakers, 17%. Utah, 14%. Here's the difference. Utah did not get any first-place votes. Mm. Uh, Houston, Golden State, Portland, and San Antonio round out the rest of the uh, top eight. So why? Well, that's the the question, though. Why not? Why why not even one first place vote? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. The bulk of the Jazz votes came at third. Most people thought the Jazz would be the third best team. So no first place votes. Twenty one percent second, thirty four percent third, and eleven percent fourth. Does that just go to show that you've got to win? Something big. They need to go to the finals, uh, Western Conference finals, maybe the NBA finals, for people to start giving them the credit they deserve. Because I don't know what more they could have done. They they added a great point guard. Uh, they made some other moves that I think will benefit the team, and uh, brought in some veteran experience. They've got a guy that's you know considered one of the best coaches. Maybe that's part of the poll there. I don't get what more they need. Well, I think what you how you led your question is yes, they have to do something more than just make it to the first round. 
or make it. They have to make it beyond the first round. Uh, even they have to make it to the Western Conference Finals. They have to be a legitimate contender because of what they've done, not because of some of the the free agency acquisitions or trades that they made. But what have you won? Yeah. Okay. Uh, another question here: Which team made the best overall moves this offseason? You're talking about the acquisitions. Okay. Clippers were number one at eighty-two percent. Yeah, not a big surprise there. No. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans were number two, hmm. also receiving votes. Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets, by the way. Uh, most underrated. What was the most underrated player acquisition? Number one was Mike Connolly to the ah. Utah Jazz at thirty-six percent. Number two was Boyan Bogdanovich to the Jazz at fourteen percent. So, so, wow. A lot so, of underrated, uh, one of the biggest moves that not enough people are talking about. Well, there, but then there you go. It, it's You've got the top two most underrated moves in the offseason, and yet you're still, and, and I can't disagree with the Clippers. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. Uh, but you would think they would be a little, little higher as far as overall. There's another team from the West we didn't talk about, New Orleans. Yeah. Who uh, they've they've got some players besides on that team. just drafting Zion. They yeah. made some interesting moves in their own right. Uh, best defensive player in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard was number one at forty five percent. Rudy Gobert at twenty eight percent. But the, who is the best interior defender in the NBA? Rudy Gobert got ninety three percent of the vote. Oh man! Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid got some consideration. Far and away, Rudy Gobert. Uh, which is the best defensive team in the NBA? Clippers were number one at 52%. Utah Jazz at 24%. So number some, two? Uh, yes, number two. Okay. Um, now some, some thoughts on coaching. Who's the best head coach in the NBA? Who do you think the general manager is? got to be Popovich. Greg Popovich at 55%. Eric Spolstra, Mike Budenholzer, Steve Kerr, they also got some votes. Um, but uh, Quinn Snyder did get some votes, didn't make the top four. Which head coach makes the biggest in-game adjustments? Quinn Snyder was number three at 14%, okay. behind Rick Carlisle and Brad Stevens. Uh, which head coach runs the best offense? Quinn Snyder tied for fifth at 7%. That surprises me. Number one was Steve Kerr. Uh, 38%, just kind of a idea of who what they think there. Which head coach has the best defensive schemes? Quinn Snyder was number one. Got to be. Got to be. 28%, followed by Mike Budenholzer, Nate McMillan, Greg Popovich, Doc Rivers, Eric Spolster, Brad Stevens. Um, and then getting to assistant coaches, you know, Alex Jensen getting some recognition as uh, one of the, the best assistant coaches at 7%. And uh, which active player will make the best head coach someday? Mike Connolly, number one. Wow. 26%. Uh, And then this is always kind of interesting. Some various things, not specific to a player or a coach. Which team has the best home court advantage? What would you say on that one? Best home court advantage. Well, you can't say the Warriors because they're going into a new arena. Um. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Oklahoma City. Number one was uh, Oklahoma City did not receive any consideration or any votes. Well, they didn't ask. <laughs> I'm sorry, Otherwise, John. they would have. Uh, number one was the Denver Nuggets. 
Maybe it's because the elevation uh, has altitude, something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, that could be it. Uh, Jazz were number two, 24%, tied with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Portland Trailblazers was, were number four. Um, one of the other things that's kind of interesting, who has the toughest, who's the toughest player in the NBA? This player. Is it, well, I mean, I'm thinking Rudy. I mean, I, I'd hate to go up against him. But I'm thinking, some is it somebody obscure like Drummond with Detroit? Uh, he did get some votes, but number one was Stephen Adams at Oklahoma City so? at 32%. Draymond Green got 18%. Yeah. Um, Joe Ingles also got votes in that category of others receiving votes. And this is the final one on this, and we'll move on to the Utah State basketball news. But this is always intriguing to me. There's always one last question. What rule... Regarding play, draft, lottery, playoff format, what rule most needs to change? Hand checking. Uh, not on the list. Not on the list. Okay, so number one, and this was number one last year at the same rate, at 18%. Number one was playoff seating. Hmm. From one to sixteen, there's been a lot of talk about that. Well, do you talk about mixing leagues in? So it doesn't or matter. You whether take you're the top the sixteen West. teams yeah. in the NBA, regardless if you're Western Conference or you won your division. So you probably have twelve Western Conference teams and four <laughs> Eastern Conference teams. It's a possibility. <laughs> Which nobody, okay the best with. teams don't get left out. I'd be okay with that. Uh, number two was to address the draft. Uh, like having a better combine or more medical information. Uh, the draft lottery, uh, free agency, either do it before the draft or have don't have a moratorium. Uh, the schedule, have fewer games, no back-to-backs. All of those got equal 11% responses. Uh, just some others that got to, uh, some other responses included conference realignment, draft one-and-done rule, eliminate tanking, uh, extra foul in overtime, uh, adopt the FIBA goaltending, uh, increased control of G League players, instant replay, midseason tournament, no f- uh, field goal attempts or half-court heaves, um, mm. roster size, and tampering. You know what rule I want to see? I want to see the giant 14-foot basket, and you get three points or four points for making that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? I have a spot on the court, maybe like 10 feet off of the three-point line. Yes. Big red spot and put a big four in it. And if you go up there and you hit the shot from there, you get four Lights points. go off and, you know, you... Sirens. <laughs> you know, the... <laughs> Somebody runs up and down throwing popcorn at everybody. I'm I'm all for that. I <laughs> People, well, isn't that what Trey Young and Steph Curry do now anyway? <laughs> They'd be the beneficiaries. There is some to that, some degree to that. Yeah, I know you want to talk jazz, and we'll get to that real quick. But you know what's interesting to me is you went through that list. How many times did we hear about the jazz being represented? Uh, You know, best potential coach that's a current player, Conley, Uh, home court advantage, uh, defensive player, all these things. It seemed like there was a jazz player or the jazz team was represented, and yet there's not that respect, and it just goes to show you got to win the game. You know, people are like, oh, you Jazz have it all going for them and, you know, great players, blah, blah, blah. Who's going to win it? 
it's not going to be the Jazz. <laughs> they, that's that's what they got to do. Got to go win some games. Yep. All right. Uh, again, the Jazz regular season begins October 23rd. We'll have those games right here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the new home of the Utah Jazz. And also, if you heard some of the promos, we are also carrying college football games and NFL games now here on The Fan. Saturday at 5 o'clock, Penn State versus Michigan. That'll be a doozy Go in back. the Big Ten. And in the NFL, it'll be Oakland at Green Bay. That'll be Sunday morning at 1030. All right, coming up next, there's some news from Utah State basketball. The tip times for their games, uh, some preseason tournaments they'll be involved with. Those have been announced. And a scheduling agreement with another conference and who they're going to face out of that conference. That's been revealed. All that coming out today. So that's t- we'll talk about that next right here on the Full Court Press. Locker 42 is a store for Utah State fans. Many of the items you'll find there are custom, one-of-a-kind produced by Locker 42. Such production allows for the best possible prices and custom orders that are unheard of at this level. And as one of the highest contributing licensees for royalty sales, your purchase at Locker 42 is supporting scholarships and student-athletes. Hoodies, t-shirts, hats, jackets, everything Aggie is at Locker 42. Locker 42, a store for Aggie fans by Aggie fans. Make your home look the best it can for the holidays. Start by checking out the holiday preview at Fisher Home Furnishings. All the newest looks, and you'll save big on designer quality furniture. Take home a reclining sofa, only $4.99. A queen pillow top mattress with adjustable base, only $5.99. A two-piece sectional with chaise lounge, only $6.88. One of Fisher's most popular dining tables with six chairs, just $4.69. Buy now and pay no interest till 2022 OAC. The holiday preview, underway now at Fisher Home Furnishings. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their all-new fan-powered world tour to Cache Valley Friday, November 8th at Ridgeline High School. At a Globetrotters game, you won't just be watching the action, you could be in the middle of it. This year, the family-friendly games will offer even more opportunities to interact with the stars of the team. Don't miss the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, live at Ridgeline High School in Millville Friday, November 8th. Get your tickets online at TicketWeb.com today. Bad internet signal. I hate it. It says two bars, but it doesn't work. And video buffering? Don't get me started on video buffering. So tired of that circle on the screen spinning and spinning and spinning. Lens Audio and Video can solve your bad internet with Mesh Network. There's more to it than a bigger router or paying for faster internet. Have Lens do a signal test, show you a Mesh Network and improve your internet. Improve and extend your coverage. Stop the spinning circle on your screen. Call or stop by Lens Audio and Video right now and ask about a Mesh Network for your internet. If you or someone you love is struggling with opioid addiction, here are two things you should know. First, Treatment using methadone can reduce cravings for opioids and reverse withdrawal symptoms. Second, methadone treatment works best when it's combined with behavioral intervention. Intermountain Healthcare's Dayspring program in Logan provides both. Visit intermountaindayspring.org to learn more. That's intermountaindayspring.org. It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. 
Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three... We'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Exciting news. There's a new Medicare Advantage plan available specifically for those with cardiovascular disease, chronic heart failure, or diabetes. This plan lowers your drug costs for those conditions, provides a personal emergency response system at no cost, and covers preventative and comprehensive dental. Join us at LSS Insurance, 169 East, 1600 North in Logan, Thursday, October 24th at 10 a.m. For accommodations of persons with special needs at meetings, call 752-9493. I'm Larry Gelwix, the getaway guru for Columbus Travel and Princess Cruises. It's our Columbus Day and Fall Super Sale at Columbus Travel. Alaska, Europe, and Caribbean cruises all on sale with Princess. Get free upgrades, free gratuities, and free onboard spending cash up to $800 per cabin when you book your next cruise by October 31st. For the best travel deals on the planet, call Columbus Travel, 800-373-3328 or online at columbusvacations.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Last couple of minutes with you on a Thursday. Storm's rolling in, by the way. It's going to start getting cool and wet the rest of the weekend. So whatever you're going to do for this fall break with the kids, I hope you got it in today. Yeah. I mean, there's still fun things to do this weekend. You got pumpkin walk and the fall harvest festival, boo at the zoo. I mean, there's some cool things to do with your Aggie kids. football just, Saturday Just dress night. appropriately. Yeah. Uh, Utah State basketball news. The game times have been announced for their games in Jamaica, Houston, and California. They opened the season at, with the uh, Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classic against LSU on November 22nd. Um, well, they'll open, not open the season. They open the tournament against LSU on Friday, November 22nd. That'll be at 5 o'clock our time, so that's a decent time. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by North Texas on Sunday, November 24th. That'll be at 4.30. Both games will be on the CBS Sports Network. That's nice. Uh, USU will face St. Mary's in Moraga, California on Black Friday. That tips off on November 29th at 9.30 p.m. It's kind of a late game, but it'll be on ESPNU. And then Utah State will play South Florida on Wednesday, December 18th at 5.45 in Houston. That'll be on ESPN3 uh, online or watch ESPN.com. So uh, those are some of the games that were... uh, uh, announced today that were the tip times for yeah. those games. Great matchups against good teams, and it just keeps coming. Yeah, then the the Mountain West announced their um, their alignment, uh, the scheduling agreement with the Atlantic 10, the Mountain West A-10 Challenge Series, and uh, Utah State will open that up with Dayton next year, 2020. Is it Dayton or Davidson? Excuse me, Davidson, yes. Davidson. And if that rings a bell, the, the Curry boys... Lit it up at Davidson. And growing up back east, there's some good basketball in the A-10. And uh, 
So if if you're sitting back going, ah, well, who's the A-10? No, 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 no. There's no sleeping on on the Atlantic 10. So that game will be at Davidson on Tuesday, December 1st. Next year, an A-10 team will come to Logan. It won't be the same team necessarily, right. but that's just kind of how it all works out. I really like these interconference matchups. You get to see teams that you might not normally see, and uh, you'll you'll see some good competition. Yeah, Davidson, they finished uh, last season 24-10. and 10. So not a bad season for them. Not bad at all. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow.